written in chalk, the echo of Arthur Stace, explores the legend of the man who became Mr Eternity and how that word ended up emblazoned across the Sydney Harbour Bridge at the turn of the millennium. This award-winning documentary is now available to watch in the free Vision app. Just tap the Watch tab and scroll to the Written in Chalk channel. If you don't have the Vision app on your phone or tablet, download it when you search Vision Christian Media in your app store or click the link at vision.org.au slash app. Vision Watch. Another way Vision is helping you look to God daily. A biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. This is 2020 on Vision. Well, this is Andrew McLennan. Many Australians may not realise that Australia has a rich Christian heritage. From the earliest days of the founding of the colony in New South Wales, there is evidence of God's hand and God's people being heavily involved in the architecture and the creation of this colony. We're joined today by Graham McLennan. He founded the Christian History website. He's the chairman of the National Alliance of Christian Leaders, and he's also a founding board member for Vision Christian Media. Graham, welcome. Well, welcome, sir. Graham, as I said in the introduction, many Australians know that we were once a convict settlement, but that's about as far as their historical knowledge goes. But there's an incredible Christian influence from the very earliest days of Australia, isn't there? Yeah, there is. And if you permit me to just read a little statement here about Reverend Richard Johnson, because he was on the First Fleet, and to be concise, he arrived with the First Fleet on the 20th of January, and that, of course, was in Botany Bay, 1788. The first service conducted on Australian soil was an impressive occasion. Careful preparations were made, the convicts being ordered to appear as clean as circumstances will permit, and no man to be absent on any account whatever. The guard was to be changed earlier than usual so as to give those who had been relieved time to cleanse themselves before church and the church drum was to beat at 10 o'clock. The text being Psalm 116 verse 12, What shall I render unto the Lord? And it goes on and says, For all his benefits to me. And so we certainly have been benefited, haven't we? So what contents reported that the behaviour of both the troops and convicts was equally regular and attentive. Johnson was a man of prayer and hope, looking beyond the immediate and mortal believing in God's sovereign purposes for this new nation. He had brought with him over 4,000 pieces of Christian literature, literature, including 100 Bibles and 400 New Testaments. He was Australia's pioneer educationalist, and he was also involved in starting the first orchards and so on, and a number of agricultural things just for them to survive. So that's the story of uh, Richard Johnson, and a lot of things can be uh, learnt about him on the website that we have, nchs.net.au. That's www.nchs. National History, uh, Christian History Sunday, the initials of that, nchs.net.au, and also the other website, chr.org.au, which has a lot of our Christian heritage. A lot of uh, people have written books on the information on it, quite yeah. frankly. Look, it's, it's amazing because I didn't even realise, I'm going to be honest with you, until very recently that William Wilberforce was involved in the selection of that first chaplain, Richard Johnson. Now, For any of our listeners who don't know William Wilberforce, he was the man responsible for the abolition of slavery in the British Empire, and he was a very well-known Christian leader uh, 200 years ago, and yet he was thinking about Australia, praying about Australia, and was instrumental, wasn't he, in the selection of Richard Johnson as our very first chaplain? 
Now I could say something else. Now this is the this is Captain Arthur Phillips' instructions that were given to him in April 1787, the year before. He was to enforce a due observance of religion and good order among the inhabitants and take such steps for the due celebration of public worship as circumstances would permit. In the first draft of these instructions, he was to grant full liberty of conscience and the free exercise of all modes of religious worship not prohibited by law, providing his charges were content with a quiet and peaceable enjoyment of the same, not giving offence or scandal to government. He was to cause the laws against blasphemy, profaneness, adultery, fornication, polygamy, incest, profanation on the Lord's day, swearing and drunkenness to be rigorously executed. And he was not to admit to the office of justice of the peace any person whose ill fame or converse, conversation might occasion scandal. And so that, that was just part of the instruction. That's, that's amazing. Absolutely. But let's talk about Richard Johnson. Did he struggle or wrestle with the calling to Australia, Graham, or did he just jump at the opportunity? Well, he, he didn't. I'll uh, just read a, a little letter that he wrote prior to coming to Australia. The feelings which I had upon receiving this letter of uh, asking him to go to the colony and for some time after are easier felt than described. For several nights and days, both my sleep and appetite were in a great measure taken away. I did little else than weep and sigh. Whilst I trust both my fervent prayer and fasting, I implored divine direction and to do it in an affair or so weighty moment. On the other hand, the idea of leaving my parents' relations, friends and the respectful connections which I had formed, the dangers of the sea, the descriptions of people I was going with, the place of which we were going to, to the very ends of the earth, to a country wild and uncultivated, to be exposed to savages and perhaps to various wild beasts of prey, these and such like ideas so impressed my mind with fear and terror that I sometimes was greatly inclined and almost resolved to decline the offer. But then, on the other hand, when I considered the propriety, nay, the necessity of some person going out in this capacity, how the offer of the appointment was made to me, my situation at that time, having no charge of my own, the hopes and prospects of being rendered useful in the reformation of these poor and abandoned people, the power and promises of God to protect me in any place of situation we're in, in the line of duty, I follow the leading of providence and the prospects of a glorious reward hereafter, laid up in heaven for God's faithful servants and people. These considerations overbalanced and removed all my scruples and fears and induced me to give me free consent to end upon this hazardous expedition. And it was dangerous. I mean, it's like going to the moon for them. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And so he he was naturally speaking not really that keen to come, was he? But out of a sense of obedience and a sense of call, he came to Australia to be a blessing. And in many ways, it's a metaphor, isn't it? For the history of the church in Australia, there's always been this wrestle, hasn't there? There's just been this contention for Australia between the spiritual and the physical. Yeah, Manning Clark describes that a lot in, in his history of Australia, the battles going on between the Enlightenment and the Reformation and between people like this. So, yeah, there's there's uh, the theme of, of Manning Clark's, which my wife, Pam, she read Manning Clark's first two volumes that he'd published, and, and she said, these people are Christians. Christians, a lot of these founders are Christians. And he wrote in a, a pretty sarcastic way, but uh, and he's a descendant himself of um, of a well-known uh, of Marsden, actually. Uh, but anyway, that's another story. But uh, I'd just like to read Richard Johnson's ta- uh, a letter he wrote on the 4th of October, 1791. I'm persuaded that I'm where God aims and intends me to be. And until I see my way more clearly than I do at present, I think it my duty to abide where I am. 
I have still cause to lament and complain with Isaiah 59.1.3, but I hope and trust I have not laboured wholly in vain, and I trust in time in reply of all opposition and obstacles, and he did have opposition even by one of the governors, um, but some of them, were, like Macquarie, were just on side. God will make bare his holy arm in the conversion and salvation of the souls of men. Our colony begins to increase greatly. Last Sunday I preached, I suppose, to not less than six or eight hundred, and I have since heard that one at least went away sorrowful and heavy-hearted and some others rejoicing in the Son of God manifest towards them. I endeavour always to adapt my discourse to the state and capacities of my people generally. My sermons are upon the awful strain, as was the case last Sunday. And the text for Proverbs 19.21, the first part of 1 Peter 4.18. But I know that this is not the only way of working conviction upon the conscience and see it necessary, necessary and find it precious work as I trust, to speak of the great and inestimable love of Jesus in dying for sinners and inviting them to come to him, to believe in and rest upon him for life and salvation. Now, he led several people to the Lord of being hanged just before they got hanged or a few weeks before. And so there's some remarkable things that he did. He was a he was very strong person, one say, but it did affect his health. He, he did have to row a boat up the Parramatta River later on when they settled there to do services there before Marsden. So uh, there's a, a number of things I could really share that, were very interesting about um, about Mars, not Marsden particularly, but about a lot of the educators and even explorers. There are many explorers that open up, like Charles Sturt, who was a devout Christian, and opened up South Australia, where in 1836, um, South Australia was founded. And Robert Torrens speaking in the Parliament, uh, the House of Commons in London in 18. 26 said that we are the chosen people for the uh, for the gospel to spread uh, over the earth as the waters cover the sea and this is in parliament from a verse in habakkuk so um there i could go on at length but there are there's a lot of this material in the chr website.org.au and and uh, we could have a course in actual fact there is a course being started in western australia uh, that uh, will de be developed on, on a, lot, a lot of this material and on our website to teach uh, people uh, and g give them a, a at least a TAFE 3 certificate. So um, there's good things coming it's a, ahead. It's a wonderful initiative, Graham. And this Sunday is National Christian Heritage Sunday. So can you tell yep. our listeners a little bit about that? What does that mean? What does that look like? It's a Sunday where you do it in your church, principally, and and uh, so the local local church, and they can also share about their own history of their denomination or, or uh, the missionaries that they've sent out and so on. And it'd be great to compile all these just for uh, history's sake. And so there there are resources there. All these talks by Richard Johnson. There's a whole book on written on Richard Johnson and Marsden's. Uh, letters back to England and to their friends. So there's a lot of information there. There's a, a actual a little um, uh, program that you can use there. It's got the wrong date on it because I've had difficulty getting into the website because my poor webmaster died of cancer just recently and we can't get in the back end of it. So that don't worry about the dates. Uh, yeah, so there's the second and the seventh, but it's actually the fourth this Sunday. So uh, there's a lot of information. There's a, there's a couple of books, Southland of the Holy Spirit, that's a good book, and there's others on the National Christian Heritage side. Graham, there's so there's much. Other. There's so much here. There's so much rich Christian history in Australia. And I think we've given people a teaser today, but I would encourage everyone to go to those websites 
And also this Sunday, hopefully many of us can celebrate the uh, National Christian Heritage Sunday. But Graham McLennan, I want to thank you so much for your time today. Good on you. Pleasure. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.